This is Ball on Blast, part of the On Blast Podcast Network, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you like it, then subscribe and tell your friends. Holla. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind for tuning in once again to a little thing we like to call the Ball on Blast Podcast. I'm a very sick Sheldon Alexander. <laughs> and I'm joined once again. Powering through. Sheldon Alexander powering it's through. It's been tonight. a tough week. I can't I can't lie to you. You know, I almost called in sick, but I would have felt bad calling in sick to work on Wednesday uh, when we had a couple because of the MLB schedule, we had some days off Thursday and Friday. So I was like, I can't call in sick. Right? Right. You don't no, want to be I'm that not gonna guy. be that guy. But I'm I'm definitely sick, <laughs> right? And it's just yeah, no, no, you are you are not faking it. Well, we, don't worry, Shelly. The good news is here tonight is that we're still talking about preseason. Right? Exactly. Hey, sometimes you gotta you gotta battle hard. Sometimes people battle hard in the playoffs. Others we do it in the preseason, right? The, that's the funny it. part that's was at the uh, the you killed it podcast we do. I did that on Wednesday yeah. morning, and I was in the middle of the sickness at that point, and started oh. that one off by saying, "I'm doing this podcast with halls in my mouth, and I don't care." <laughs> so if you guys, if you, so you hear <laughs> you hear him clinking around in your mouth. You've got no complaints yet. I mean, they might have been complaining about the things we were saying during the podcast. <laughs> Haven't gotten any complaints yet about hearing like the clinking of halls against my teeth or anything. <laughs> but hey. What's what's the line here? Well, Unpolished and unapologetic. That's hey, right. That's the motto. Here right? we are. And, and the other thing is too. It's good to know that you're on the other side of the sickness. If if Wednesday was when you were in the throes, hopefully you're on the road to recovery by yeah, now. Yeah, starting to feel a bit better for sure. Just in time for a little Turkey Day north of the border, right? That's right. Long weekend. That's what I'm hyped up about hey. this week because I'm a regular nine to fiver. <laughs> so unlike when I was at sports that I actually get to enjoy these long it's weekends. Like, what's that? Long weekend. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Everybody's getting together and I can actually be there. That's no, awesome. it's jokes. And I know there might be five people listening that will know what we're talking about here. But what I was going to say is last night when the Yankee game was on, I felt good for Philly Messina. Because I knew he was probably on Me his too. couch just watching the fucking Yankee game, just going crazy, which he probably hasn't done since when? Do you know oh what I mean? God. Like that's what—that's honestly yeah. what popped in my head when I turned on the Yankee game last night. And I was—I uh, was hitting him up too because he's been bugging me about babe voight he loves his luke voight so <laughs> when i saw him pimp when i saw him pimp the triple i had to be like yo messina your boy is on the next level yo my dude had his jersey ortiz, ortiz <laughs> level of unbuttoned you gotta was, hold up on that you gotta yeah, hit a few more big boy jacks before that he didn't even hit a homer too <laughs> the triple I all right it. i love it I love it was it. great it was great it's preseason, right? So we're making up time by talking about other stuff that's going on. Listen, hey, man, I can only I can only watch so many teams from other countries and continents play against <laughs> the scrubs of NBA teams. I'm ready for the regular season to start here, Shelley. Yeah, I don't know. I'm happy you brought that up because, like, on my Twitter timeline was like Luka Doncic putting in work against some, and I'm like, what jersey is? That? Who are <laughs> they playing against? <laughs> I'm like, hold on, I know he's wearing a Mavs jersey, but I don't know who that dude is against, and it's a great move, but okay, sure. 
Here's my like, thing too. It's funny you brought up that Doncic highlight, right? So we're living in an in an NBA world right now where yeah. like there's a certain subsection of like writers and basketball heads out there that love Luka Doncic, right? I think he's yes. pretty good, but man, he had one behind the back dribble against a team from New Zealand, and it was <laughs> it was every vine, it was every snap, it was it was everywhere. I was like, bro, he just went behind the back. <laughs> but I, I I will say that he looked big out there. Doncic looks like like a large human being. Yo, I, someone described him as being doughy. I don't know if ooh. that's how I want my NBA like I, perimeter dude to be described as. Hold doughy. up, I don't know if he's doughy as he is so much <laughs> a white guy. <laughs> All right, like Kevin Love is Kevin Love doughy or is he just a white guy? Hold on. UCLA Kevin Love or rookie Kevin Love was doughy. Hold on. I, listen, I, I think Kevin Love's a really talented basketball player. I think, you know, exactly. When he was young, he had all the yeah. promise in the world. Again, a doughy or white guy. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Think. I'm trying to think of like. Uh, I, you know I, who Steve, is not doughy? Steve Nash wasn't doughy. True. Very true. Steve Nash, definitely not doughy. Um, you know who else is definitely not doughy? Kawhi Leonard. No, he's cut from granite. Woo-hoo-hoo. Kawhi Leonard. And I know it's preseason, so I'm not going to sit here and like read out numbers of what he dropped in these preseason games right, that the right. Raptors played so far. But I will say, Kawhi Leonard looked very good in a Raptors jersey. And the, the crazy part was, I'm not going to go overboard on the preseason thoughts here. But it was hard not to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I had to like rein myself back a little because I'm watching the Raptors and you already know this team is deep. Yeah. We've seen their work. But now just knowing that you have a guy that can get a bucket whenever he wants and also just like stop a dude on the other end of the court. Whenever he wants. Whenever he wants, right? I don't know, man. I was getting like tingly feelings inside Webby. <laughs> like, uh, wow, on preseason, I'm, I'm just saying you were reacting like all these writers out there about Doncic only with Kawhi. See, this is the other side of that <laughs> coin. It's like everybody thought, else on my timeline is like sh- is like showing me Kawhi Leonard like spot up three pointers. Now the thing yo, about Kawhi, I think Kawhi he has, was getting busy. He has looked really good, and again, just like Doncic. He looks a lot bigger out there than DeMar ever did, eh? Like, he is, a, again, a large man, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. no joke. Like, I mean, I you know, seeing Kawhi Leonard play, obviously, but again, I guess just in that Spurs unit with those players, you just look at Kawhi and you're like, oh, you almost take him for granted because you're not yeah. focusing all your attention on him like Raptors fans are this year. And when you, like... It's just so awesome for Raptor fans to get to enjoy a season, maybe half a season, depending on how they do, of Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> right? No, like, but it's a reminder that if Kawhi Leonard is healthy, the Raptors can win sixty games. Sixty And games. I, I'm not saying that as I'm not saying that to be like hot takey. I'm not saying that I I promise you I'm not doing that. I'm being dead serious in the sense that what they win last year, didn't they win fifty I think Yeah. What did they win last 59? year? Fifty nine? Fifty nine, yeah. There was was that last year when they were trying to go for it against yeah it was last year they were trying to go for it the sixty wins against the Miami Heat remember and Van Fleet got hurt right and then they they lost that game and they ended up winning they only won fifty nine games I'm pretty sure that was it 
But anyways, my point of this whole thing, though, is just that Kawhi looks healthy. And if he's healthy, this team, the way that they're playing, this they're full-fledged in the whole Houston Rockets, let's get up and down, we shoot threes. Like some of the, You're seeing CJ with no hesitation. Right. You're seeing uh, Danny Green with no hesitation. They're just pulling threes. We know the bench mob's resume already. Those guys are flying all over the court. But now you add Kawhi Leonard also flying around the court on defense as well. This, I don't know, man. And you made, This is going to be fun. You know what? You made a good point, too, just about a healthy Kawhi Leonard. Like any thought of that calf having any lingering effect doesn't really look like that's happening. It looks like he is ready for the regular season. It looks like he's healthy, and he doesn't look slowed in any way, I don't think. It's true, man. And you know what? The preseason I mentioned, because I had to keep reminding myself it's a preseason, and the Raptors weren't the only team I kept having to remind myself about it being preseason because we're in Toronto. And there's another team with uh, John Tavares and Austin Matthews. Oh boy. And they had a pretty good oh boy. preseason as well and, a, and opening night. Well, <laughs> so, they looked okay, but they got it done thanks to my boy, hey. my large adult son, Austin Matthews, who I hey. – Listen, he's, I was talking about it today, and I hate to get off on a tangent, right? But I guess it is preseason. So anything's hey. game. All fair game. Fucking Matthews is just so cool. Yes. And I know that sounds like I'm a big homer and whatever. I don't care, man. He's just a cool dude. Yo, the Selly after he scored, he just turned to the crowd like, let's go. (laughs) Come on. I mean, my point is, though, Toronto, the wave is real right now. Whether you're talking Leafs or Raptors, I'm watching Kawhi Leonard, and I'm just like, this is going to be amazing. Don't tell that to John Gibbons and the Blue Jays, though. Who? Don't Sorry, t- I'm not a, I'm not familiar with that squad. Oh, you're not familiar with, with your boy <laughs> Tay Oscar? I'm your joking. boy Tay Oscar is not like front of mind for you? You know what's so sad? Uh, someone posted recently an SI cover from the Blue Jays run. And it's it's uh, Gibby in the middle. And then it had Tulo, Price. Jose, Price, uh, Donaldson, Edwin, and Jose. And all of those people are gone except for – oh, no, and Russell Martin's there too. All of those people are gone except for Russell Martin. Wow. Who probably should be gone. <laughs> but wow. it was just like, wasn't this just like last week? I know, right? Like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it, it just crumbled so quickly. Uh, it but, happens, man. Oh, yeah, hold on. Wait, Tulo's still on the team too. I no, just forgot it, that he's still on the team. Jesus. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, yeah, let's talk about the Raptors because the Raptors are great, man. Like, this is going to be fun. Is there someone other than Kawhi that you either noticed, hey, this guy looks good so far, or you're looking forward to them taking another step this year with the Toronto Raptors, Webby? I mean, the usual suspects, you know. It's going to be interesting to see kind of what Van Vliet turns himself into, what OG can like get that. out of Kawhi. But honestly, the person that I'm really excited to see uh, and how they develop this year is Kyle. Ooh, I really okay. want to see what now he becomes uh, in this offense. I mean, we know that he's like obviously one of the best, better, better defensive point guards out there. So it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of progresses as as the season. Definitely as the season starts, he's going to be the guy that I'm going to be keeping my eye on. It's super interesting too, just because Kyle Lowry now it was Kyle in the bench, but. 
Now you have that extra wing player in Danny Green, and that kind of puts your wing players, your other wing players, down another peg. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because you added in another guy. It's not just you swapped out Damar for Kawhi, but now you're adding in Danny Green, who is definitely going to be a rotation guy. So how do those minutes affect DeLon Wright? How do those minutes affect C.J. Miles? Well, I think that that's... Super interested to see how that plays out. The Danny Green addition is going to be interesting because it's going to take some pressure off C.J. Miles as being basically the only guy out there who can... You know who's going to be relied upon to hit an open corner three. You've got one mm-hmm. of the also Norm. Man. Oh well, is Norm? Do we are we <laughs> expecting a bounce back from Norm this season? I don't know. Like I don't know where the minutes are going to come from, right? Like, and that's what I mean. So you think about it. You have your starting lineup, but then once you go to the bench, I mean, it's going to be tough for minutes. For everybody, everybody's going to be fighting for minutes because here's the thing. Are you still playing the game where you're trying to keep Kyle's minutes down? Or is Fred Van Fleet, as you mentioned, is he ready to take another step where now we're talking about him taking more minutes, right? And I'm not saying taking Lowry's starting spot, so slow down with all that talk because that's not what I'm saying. But I just mean him taking more minutes in terms of, hey, he runs the offense super well. Sometimes, I mean... We're not that far removed from Kyle Lowry in the playoffs talking about how much they needed Fred Van Fleet, right. and that's why they were losing games in the playoffs, right? So we already knew from last year how big a, a part of this team Kyle Lowry thought, and obviously Dwayne Casey and company thought Fred Van Fleet was. So now with another year in the lab, you know, who knows what's going to happen the following year, but this could be a nice transition year for Freddie to, to sort of take charge and be like, no, no, no. I got this. I'm good. I can do this. Yeah, you know, absolutely, and, and and it'll, yeah, it'll go a long way for his, for the future with the team. You know, to see how he yeah. reacts to this and, and how much he can, you know, how, how much he can grow in the role, and, and, and yeah. like, you know, we're not expecting them to go 82 games without a major injury either, right? No, uh, no, and that's why your depth is is so key. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be just I, it, preseason musings, right? It's like it's not going to matter until we actually <laughs> kick it off. Exactly, exactly. Uh, any Anything else from the preseason that, that caught your attention? No, I was going to bring up the Doncic thing just because it was blowing up everybody. Uh, you know what, <laughs> man? The Lakers. Yeah. The definitely. Lakers are a thing. Yo, Lance, your no. boy Lance. Not only my boy Lance, turn... my boy Rondo. Okay, <laughs> the thing of him like guarding his man on the on the free throw line, and then when they all go to high five, he steps in front of his dude and doesn't let him high five yeah. his teammates. I, I fucking love it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so petty. I love Lance blatantly traveling across half court, and they don't oh. call it because apparently Staples Center is now Ruckley Park. <laughs> but Lance, skipping down the court, makes a pass, holds out his hand after he makes a pass, and just skips past the yeah. bench up the floor. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. That's, and that's Lance. If, as long as the Lakers are winning, Lakers fans are going to love Lance Stevenson for shit he does like that. For sure. For sure, and it's uh, the same with uh, McGee as well. Like, as long as things are going well, JaVale McGee is going to be, like, a fan favorite. Yeah, and I don't know how the Lakers are going to play defense. Like, I don't know how that's going to go, but 
if they just run up and down and outscore teams, I don't know. That's That's got to be – I mean, that just might be the new NBA where everyone's trying to outscore everyone, at least in the regular season. But the Lakers could have some problems on the defensive end for sure. But that's not why Lance is no. here, right? Lance is here to have a good time. That's right. <laughs> and getting he's there to give you that, like, uh, unspoken advantage, right? Of, like – yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's just what they need. And it's, like – it's what LeBron needs too. I think that getting these guys who are as old like Foils and Rondo and Lance on on his team, and I think that's a good call. He needs some toughness like that that they're going to provide. Totally, totally, totally. So let's switch gears a little bit here, Webby. And you know, last week we talked about the Jimmy Butler potential trade, and we figured that the deal would be done by now. For sure, and it's still not. Still not done. Which is weird. But last week we mentioned a few teams that could be involved, right? We said last week, at first, the story was the Clippers, the Knicks, the Nets. And you mentioned the crazy Ben Simmons (laughs) trade request that was made by your boy Tom Thibodeau, (laughs) which was still amazing. But in the week that followed, some steam is picked up for two teams, right? Namely, the Houston Rockets and the Miami Heat. But... The Houston Rockets, obviously, you know, with the season they had last year, them getting Carmelo and people not knowing how that's going to affect their team, that kind of has become the headline of the week, you know, kind of piqued my attention. So we're going to start our turn up, turn down segment here. And for those new to the Fall on Blast podcast, turn up, turn down segment. We make a hot take and the answer is either turn up or turn down. Turn up equals good. Turn down equals bad. Make sense? Makes sense to me. <laughs> I hope so. If it didn't make sense to you, then I'd be, We're, we'd in, be in trouble. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> First hot take. The Rockets should definitely trade for Jimmy Butler. Webby, turn up or turn down? Turning down. Turning down. Turning down okay. on this. And I'll tell you why. Um, the team that's had the success that the Rockets have had over the last couple of years mm-hmm. is because – we saw them dedicate themselves to a style of basketball that they thought could beat the Warriors, and that is taking as many three-pointers as they can. Being able to defend you with long, athletic guys on one end who can also hit open threes on the other. And that was what they were predicated on. Okay? They went out and they got... Uh, you know, they took a little chance on Mello. It wasn't anything that's going to break the bank. But Mello, as we've seen in the preseason, still having trouble figuring out what that three-point line is. <laughs> did you see that highlight? Oh, so good. That was amazing. He did He did the classic Mello up fake, one dribble inside the three-point line. Long hits two. The three, and hits hit a long it. two. Yeah. And then what did he do, Webby? Oh, he turned back to the bench and he was like, listen, my bad, guys. <laughs> Listen, I know, I know, you know, it's old, what do they say? Old habits die hard, right? Exactly, exactly. But to add another guy in Jimmy Butler, again, a great defender. We love the way that he plays. I love the way that uh, that he leads locker rooms. I think bringing him into that rocket situation isn't what they need. Mm-hmm. I think they need more guys who can, who, and they brought in Michael Carter-Williams already. Do you really want to add another guy? And I know Jimmy Butler can shoot but not at the consistent rate that the Houston Rockets need a three-point shooter. You know what? It seems kind of like I'm going to turn down on this too, Webby. And the thing is, on paper or maybe on NBA 2K, having a starting five of Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, James Harden, Melo, and Capella, that probably matches you up 
pretty well against anybody in the NBA. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not saying that you're beating Golden State. I'm not saying you're beating Boston. But I'm saying that's a pretty nice lineup that you could go at anyone in any game and feel like you have a chance to win on paper. But in actuality, what you said is bang on. The way that the Rockets play, Jimmy Butler doesn't really fit into that. Right? Like, that's not really his skill set. His skill set isn't really, you know... You almost need that that position to be a glorified 3 and D person, right? I feel like he's more thrives in a ball-dominating type offense mm-hmm. as opposed to, we already know, hey, if the ball's not in Harden's hands, then it's in Chris Paul's hands, and that's it. And the other thing is what they would have to give up to get Jimmy Butler. I know this is going to sound crazy, but you'd have to give up Eric Gordon in a first-round pick, right? And that's, that's A, that's a former sixth man of the year, and somebody off your bench that plugs into that system that created all the success perfectly. Exactly. He fits the role perfectly, right? He knew that when he comes off the bench, just cook. That's it. Any three that comes your way, shoot. That's it. And it's, it's, a, it's a reminder of, you know, as much as these super teams become a theme and everyone thinks that now, hey, let's just grab this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy, and we'll figure it out. Sometimes basketball doesn't work that way, right? And you need, and especially basketball doesn't work that way when your team has a structure, a structure that's built on ball movement and three-point shooting. And even the Rockets' ball movement is kind of different, right? Because mostly it's you're standing in the corner watching James Harden or Chris Paul dribble, and maybe you get the ball. Right. Be ready to shoot a three. Jimmy Butler's not really going to be a guy that's just going to stand in the corner and wait to see if Chris Paul or James Harden pass him the ball, right? So I think on paper, it sounds like a good idea. And in theory, you might think, yeah, 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 go get Jimmy Butler. But I advise the Rockets and think that it'd be a bad move. I agree with you also turning see, down. Here's the other thing, too. It's not just style of play. But as we talked about last week, Jimmy Butler's a strong personality. And yeah. that locker room... Now, especially with Mello, is full of strong personalities. And you want to add in somebody uh, that people see as abrasive, uh, aggressive Mm -hmm. like Jimmy Butler. I mean, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, definitely. And Chris Paul, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Paul, Paul, Harden, and Mello all in there. Chris Paul ain't having the noise. And, And the reason why it works is James Harden respects Chris Paul enough that, you know, when they have their shouting matches during games or whatever, Chris Paul respects or sorry, James Harden respects Chris Paul enough to take it in. But also, Chris Paul respects James Harden enough to know that, hey, we need this guy. This guy is the the leader of our team. We need him to do certain things, right? So he's like egging him up, but building him up. You know what I mean? And it takes a while to get that relationship. Or maybe maybe they kind of came to that agreement, not agreement, or maybe understanding is a word I'm looking for, before the deal was actually put in place for Chris Paul to join the team, right? They kind of figured out the politics of their relationship heading in. So when you see them, because there are a couple times last year where you saw them going at it on the sidelines, no? Of course, and that that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a dysfunctional team, right? Like you want that kind of give and take, but that's such a tenuous relationship as it is. And like one one thing or another could definitely uh, you know ruin it, and, and that would be the introduction of another strong personality like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you don't know how yeah, that's going to exactly. Go. You don't know how that's going to go. Totally true. But uh, the latest Jimmy Butler news, I guess Woj tweeted out Wednesday night 
that the Miami Heat were pursuing the Timberwolves to accept a revised trade okay, offer give me, for Jimmy. All right, so I'm giving up Jimmy Butler. What am I getting back if I'm the uh, Timberwolves? Bam, Josh Richardson, a 2019 first-round pick for Jimmy Butler and Georgie Day. So what does my starting five look like in Miami then? Uh, Gorin. I would say you still have Goran Dragic. Yeah. yeah. You still have Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler. Do you start Dwayne Wade just because he's Dwayne Wade? Well, yeah, you're probably starting Wade at two and then Butler at three. You have ju- you still have Justice Winslow, right? Um, so Justice Winslow, I'd think James Johnson probably starts. Four, yeah, and then you're – Whiteside. And Whiteside, although I don't like Whiteside. But, <laughs> but, Kelly? But, yeah, you know what? With Olenek – We got a lot of pieces. That's a playoff team, right? Oh, and oh my yeah. God, you know who we're forgetting? Oh, hold on. We forgot about Waiters oh, Island. Come on. We for, I can't. Waiters Island Yo, is coming shame back. Shame on us. We forgot about Waiters. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I would do that deal oh. if I'm the Heat. Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. Even if I'm getting Jang back because. Now, Jimmy Butler might punch Dion Waiters in the face. I again, I'd, I'd be more worried about I'd be more worried about Jimmy on the Rockets than I would with Jimmy on the Heat. I would For think sure. that if I, anybody, Jimmy Butler is going to punch Hassan Whiteside. Also true. Yeah, you Fair know enough. that Jimmy Butler doesn't give give a shit how tall you are. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, so you would do that trade if I'm the if Heat? The Miami yeah, Heat. I'm turning up on that trade. Yeah. My thing too, if I'm the Miami Heat, is I always think about this, right? If you're telling, if you're giving me an All Star, right? Mm-hmm. I got to be convinced that what I'm giving up. I'm not going to let Josh Richardson or Bam Adebayo, as much as I think they could, as as great as I think they could potentially be, I'm not letting them stand in the way of me getting an all-star. No, and, and the other thing, too, is that it shows that the Heat are still flexing their muscles and looking like they're going for it. And yeah, then th- for sure. they've always got to be on the cusp of that place where you're going to want to sign in free agency. And even a move like this exactly. is going to show a potential free agent that, hey, Miami's a place that's willing to make it work when they have the chance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's totally true, right? And, and you know, we see this a lot. And to make the comparison to the Toronto Raptors, right? And, like, Josh Richardson and Bam, they're good players, but they're projects, right? Yeah. Much like Pascal Siakam and, like, and uh, OG. Now, there's so much talk about Kawhi Leonard, and I know that Kawhi Leonard's way better than Jimmy Butler, but I'm saying the principles are still the same, right? In terms of there's got to be a certain point on the – is it the Venn diagram? Yeah. Is that what I'm talking about? Yeah. Is that what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, here? I read you loud and clear with the Venn diagram. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, there's There's got to be a point where I'm saying I cannot let this project that I have, right? Because, you know, when you're talking about OG, you're talking about – Pascal, they're good players, but they're not an all-star. So, you know what I mean? And so you're telling me I'm going to get an all-star now? I can't pass that up. That's just me. And I'm not saying that that's correct. I'm not saying that's right. I'd probably be a horrible GM. I'm just saying that's my opinion. So it's always funny to me where you see these deals and it's like it's being held up by Josh Richardson. Right. Or it's being held up by OG and an OB. I'm like, really? You know what? Like, and I don't mean that as a knock. I really I, don't. I completely understand what you're saying, and it's that that's the thing. It's like the NBA, and not only the NBA. That's that's a lot of sports. They put there's a lot of emphasis on the you know the the future, the prospects and stuff. And it's like I wish a, more of these teams would look at these things as well. well yeah, sure. Bam Adebayo might be what Hakeem Olajuwon, but maybe. 
Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler right now. Yes. And also, Bam doesn't even start on your team. No. Like, if he's that good, why doesn't he start right now? Bun Hassan Whiteside. Well, Hassan, I don't know. he should be starting in front of Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> Hassan Whiteside yeah. sucks. <laughs> Joel Embiid, I, I Joel was Embiid say, murders him every time he plays. I was going to say, we're, that is your biased opinion based on your, your clear siding with JoJo. L- listen, no, here's what I'll say, man. Drummond can play. Mm-hmm. You okay. know that Embiid and Drummond didn't get along, but, man, that is true. Ho- Whiteside always picks up, like, four quick fouls whenever they play the Sixers. Yeah. yeah, that's a thing. That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, let's let's move on here to another topic that I found super interesting, and it didn't really gain much traction. Like I didn't really see this in that many outlets, but when I read it, I was kind of like, hmm. So I'm going to present the question to you here, Mr. Andrew Webster. Gordon Hayward did an interview on the Part of My Take podcast, right? Okay. And he said, and as we remember, obviously Gordon Hayward broke his ankle in the first game of the season last year, right? right? He was sidelined all year. Watch the Boston Celtics go on a crazy run where they were one game away from the NBA Finals without him and, and Kyrie, Kyrie yeah. Irving. So now Hayward is back. He's been playing in preseason, looks healthy. Boston is everyone's pick to win the East. In this podcast, he said they were asking him about watching last year. and He said, quote, I don't think you'd be human if there wasn't a part of you that was like, I hope that we lose. I got hurt, then we lost like two games, then went on an 18 or 19 game win streak, and I was laying in bed like, come on, what's going on? But there was a part of me that was like, dude, they're winning without me. What's the deal? Now, eventually, however, those feelings subsided, and Hayward was ready to fully support his new teammates. My question to you, though, Webby, in our next Turn Up or Turn Down segment, Celtics players should be mad at Gordon Hayward. Turn up or turn down. The only thing the Celtics players should be mad about Gordon Hayward about is going on a barstool podcast. <laughs> Although, you know, that's a shot, but I like I like PFT and I like Big Cat. And that, yeah. That's a good podcast. But but the, I would say that, like, I would take everything in there with a little grain of salt, right? Because he was on yeah. PFT's podcast. So, I I mean, I'm sure that there was a little bit of reality mixed in there, but I'm sure he was just taking the piss. I see what you're saying. A little tongue-in-cheek in there. And there, here's the thing, right? Like, I do – how he prefaced this, right, with the whole I don't think you'd be human if there wasn't part of you, like, that all is true, right? Like, I feel like anyone put in that situation, there's going to be a little part of you that's like, oh, shit, maybe they don't need me. And I, I totally get that. My beef here is – don't say that. Right, right. <laughs> right. There's some stuff right. you got to bottle up. Yeah, right? And I, and I get it. You could have worded it differently maybe, but maybe that's more to what you're saying, right? The style of podcast that that is, it's a looser form, and that's why guys feel more comfortable going on those podcasts because it's a more open forum. You can shoot the shit a little more, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's not it's – more, it's more free-flowing. Right. I know what you're saying, though. That The way that you phrase that, Webby, actually swayed me a little here. Because that makes more sense. Right. I mean, I'm sure that there was a little bit of truth in there. Because, of course, like you say, of course you think that. But you never say it out loud in a serious way. Yeah. I find, too, like another cool example was, did you ever see Luke Wilson tell the story about 
the Seahawks losing the Super Bowl on that interception on the Malcolm Mal- no, Butler no. interception. I don't want to ruin it. I, I don't even want to like pretend to tell the story because it'll it'll me telling the story isn't even ten million times close to him telling the story. But I'll tell you and our listeners to just Google yeah. that because it's a perfect example of you've heard Steeler or Steelers Seahawks players in certain forums discuss what it was like to lose a Super Bowl like that. But that but Luke Wilson in that forum was the most real you could ever want and expect someone really yeah it it was just a really good and you could tell it was like how he really really felt right about the play call about what he thought was going to happen about like all these things like he when they got the ball at the one he's like oh the ball could be coming to me i'm gonna be the super bowl hero blah blah blah. like it was just the most real thing and the reason why i bring that up is because again that was a uh, i'm pretty sure that was a part of my take podcast as well because during Super Bowl week yeah. last year, right? And so the thing with that is it's exactly what you're saying. It's a more loose conversation, right? Like it's just like you're talking yeah, to your buddies, yeah. which, you know, for as much as people do crush Barstool and 10 million percent, there is a lot to crush Barstool for. Those guys are good. The, the, thing the PFT that, and... Well, the thing that people should be taking from Barstool is that, you know, people just want to have a normal conversation with these, these right. athletes and the athletes – just also want to have a normal conversation with people. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not all like buttoned up and serious and, you know, robotic question answer. Hey, how do you feel about this? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh, that's interesting. You swayed me here, Webby. You swayed me here. Good. That's what I'm here to do. (laughs) I will. I'll be honest with you. When I've read that Gordon Hayward quote, I was like, yo. But it makes sense in that context of, Hearing the quote might be a little bit different. Like they could have been like laughing and shooting the shit the whole way through and right, all that. Right. right. That's what I. That's what I might say. And this leads us to our ask on blast segment. And you know what? The question here is super simple. What the fuck is Kanye doing? <laughs> well, let me get back in my old man Webby takes here because, like, I, I I'm getting sick and tired of of defending like not even defending Kanye, but for. Still being like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm. He's just one album around from turning this around, uh, one album away from turning this around. Uh, like this is a phase; it's gonna pass. We're gonna get normal, artistic Kanye back, and and, and those days are done, man. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw the Saturday Night Live thing. Uh, read the stories about him freaking out again, and the whole thing with Kaepernick and Trump. The guy's just gotta shut up. It's just exactly what we were talking about social media, right? And Kanye knows that if he goes on SNL and he dresses up as a Perrier bottle, that's going to be all over Instagram. It's going to be all over Twitter. It's going to be all over all social media all night and in the morning. He'll be trending. And then he follows that up with him wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And he's talking about how he had to change the energy of the hat. And so he remade the brim of the hat. And it's like, what are you talking about? You're not changing the energy of the hat because you changed the brim. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You can't take, like, you know, a KKK hat and change the brim and then try to sit and tell people that, oh, no, I just changed the energy of the hat because I changed the style of the brim. So now it means something different. Like, no, that's not how things work, right? And it's just becoming annoying because he's just saying shit to say it. And 
in 2018, there's no real repercussions until the repercussions are too big, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a good point. You just wish that Kanye, too, would just, like, understand the reach and the influence that he has and uses it for, like, better shit than just trying to get noticed. Well, it's just trolling, right? And that's that's a Kardashian thing, right? Find a way to be in the news cycle each and every day and, you know... The, the problem is he didn't have to do that. If he just made good music, he'd be there. And now he sort of traded in, like, he's still making music. If it's good, I don't think it is, but that's subjective. But he's traded in the fact that he was successful because he made dope-ass music. And now he's just wanting to be successful for being relevant, which, I mean, it's what his wife's done. And she's been successful at being famous and so he's almost trying to do the same thing, but not realizing that you can't do the same thing because you don't look like Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, better or worse for music than Yoko Ono? <laughs> wow. Wow. I like, mean, really, it's, it's pretty much right when he and Kim got together that he's taken this, like, weird slide, man. And, like... We get worried about him, and, you know? You know, there, and it's sad, too, because there's been a lot of, like, real shit that's gone on in his life, obviously, right? Like, his mom passing is a massive, massive thing, obviously. Like, he's dealt with a lot of, like, real-life shit, which is what makes watching him break down and having him explain that he's on and off meds, and sometimes he's not taking his meds, sometimes he is taking his meds, and listening to him just, like, ramble, and it's like, this doesn't sound like a person that's all... Healthy. Yeah, that's healthy, yes, exactly. And that's the part that's so sad and that's terrible because you're watching this person spiral out of control right before our eyes. And because of the era that we're in, there's going to be people trying to capitalize on that. So there's always going to be someone to take the Kanye West interview or they're going to stop everything they're doing at TMZ when Kanye says, yeah, I want to do this. Like he showed up at TMZ. He filmed a music video in the TMZ like parking lot. Right. (laughs) It's just like. He uh, loves Harvey because now he goes on there and it's news. Exactly. Right? Well, that's the, the Chris Jenner angle, right? That's a Chris Jenner yeah. plug right there. I don't know. I, I'm I'm done with I'm done with this whole thing. He pushed his album back because who knows? I don't know. He's Kanye. He just makes stuff he probably up. Probably doesn't have any track. <laughs> <laughs> he probably wanted to remake it all over again. I don't know. But uh the Carter Five did come out. Um, I know. What are your thoughts? I I haven't. I haven't. Uh, um, for me, for me, Wayne is a little like Kanye. Ooh. You know, like he he had a point where he was like, I would say, you know, best rapper out for a couple of years. Like Wayne had a moment. He def- he then, definitely had a moment. Yeah. And then he reached the sun, and, and he and he tried to fly too high, and just came down after that, man. Yeah. Wayne Wayne definitely had a moment in time. Like I definitely remember that moment in time. And I remember like in in my world anyways, I remember the peak. Like I just remember that being in a club and that a milli, a milli, a milli. Like that felt like the height of it, you know, where it was like this isn't just a hip-hop thing. This is a commercial, like mainstream pop culture. Lil Wayne is a thing. 
And yeah. so the Carter, the Carter two coming out, I remember being really big. Yeah, the Carter two was was still like I feel like it was massive within hip hop circles for sure. But I feel like by the time the Carter three came, was a commercial success where yeah. he had to make stupid lollipop, and that was on the radio every single day. And yeah, you know, he was selling out arenas at that yes, point yes, and things yes. like that. And then everything else, like I mean, just like Kanye, like he's battled like drug problems mm-hmm. and. And changes to his personality and then, like, gone in and out of the spotlight. So, it's tough. Like, obviously, he's not quite on the crazy level that, like, Kanye is with the spiraling out of control. But I just haven't been able to dig on Wayne's music for a little while now. Yeah, it's weird, too, right? Because the era that we're in now, I feel like all of these artists right now, whether you're talking about Travis Scott or Lil Uzi or whoever, like, I feel like, or Takashi and Lil Pump and all these dudes... It's all some sampling of Lil Wayne, Migos. Like, whether you're talking about the sound, whether you're talking about the look of, you know, the tight pants, the dreads, the face tats, the gang affiliation stuff, the drugs, the not even just the drugs, but the switch from the glorifying of the drug dealer to the drug user, which I mean... I'm definitely of a certain age where I will never understand that. <laughs> yeah. But that's definitely a thing in today's music game. And you could argue that Lil Wayne was definitely one of the people at the forefront of that. And, I mean, this is a guy that almost died off of Scissor, right? Like, that's yeah. a thing that happened. Like, if I'm not mistaken, speaking of TMZ, TMZ reported him dead by, like, they misreported him dead, No. And they had to I retract so. it later. I feel like it was TMZ that said he was dead at one point and had but to retract at, it. Look at where Lean is in the like public lexicon of where we are. Like mm-hmm. that was Lil Wayne that brought that about, really. I mean, I'm, other than the guys like, that we know, but to the yeah, popular yeah, culture, yeah. to the popular culture. Like, let's like I know what you're saying, Webby, but there's some idiot that's going to be listening, and be like, "What are you talking about? Lil Wayne didn't invent Lean." Like, that's yeah. not what we're saying. <laughs> we're not saying that. But we'll like your little know sister that. knows what lean is because of Lil Wayne. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it was an interesting, interesting time. And the album was, and what made me really think of that was one of the early songs on that album. He kind of, he kind of checks everyone and says like, Hey, you, you guys got this from me. And he could have went a lot harder on it because I don't think people could question it. Right. Like it's all there for you to see it. And he could have went a little harder on it. And he kind of, you know, um, and then there was a a flip on the special delivery beat, which I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm here for that. That beat takes me back to my my younger days. I'm not mad at that, Uh, but I haven't I haven't given the special ed. Is that special ed? No, special delivery, man. Um, Who's a fucking bad boy? uh, G Depp. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to try to hum the beat and then stop myself realizing how terrible <laughs> I would have sounded doing that. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, they flip that beat over and Lil Wayne flows on that. Like there, oh. there's a, a track of that on it. And I'm not too far into the album, so I can't even give a fully formed opinion. But it just made me think of the overall state of hip hop where we're at now and what the Carter Five means at this point. What right? happened like, to G Depp? <laughs> See, it's questions like that, or why will you come to the Ball on Blast podcast? Right? <laughs> That's it. What happened to G Depp? That is a great question. If anyone out there knows, hit us up on Twitter and let us know where, what happened to G Depp. 
Webby, where, I, where can people hit you up with that? I thought you were talking about Special Ed from back in the in, in the day. I got it made like Special Ed. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Okay, okay, Special Delivery. Special uh, Delivery. Yeah. I want that. All right, yeah, Special you can delivery. find me uh, tweet complaining about the Eagles uh, every Sunday. <laughs> Uh, because I'm still an old man, uh, mostly on Twitter at a Webster 84, but because I like to also keep it real with the youngins, I'm also on Instagram at a Webster 84. And you can find me on Twitter at shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander and shout out to all the people liking and subscribing to, uh, the, our YouTube page, which is Sheldon Alexander. But if you just, you can find all the stuff. If you just go on to YouTube and search ball on blast podcast, like, and subscribe, we post a bunch of different content, shorter bites. If that's what works best for you, we're here to help, right? We're, we're trying to give you it in different forms here, you know, that's give you right. different options. So shouts to all the people that have been, uh, watching on YouTube Keep liking, keep subscribing, and of course, shout out to everyone on SoundCloud and on iTunes. If you want to like and subscribe there, you just got to find the On Blast podcast. Like and subscribe there. Thank you for tuning in each and every week because we appreciate that. Those are the OGs, right? The people on the SoundCloud. Yeah, man. They've been with us from the beginning. Those are the OG listeners. We appreciate you, you know? Absolutely. And hit us up, man. Tell us what you think. If you think we're full of it, hit me up on Twitter at awebster84. Is Luka Doncic looking doughy? That's the answer. <laughs> or is Those he are just the answers white? I want to hear. <laughs> or is he just a white guy? <laughs> oh, that was perfect, Webby. You know, as a wise man used to say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Ball right. on Blast podcast. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. This is Ball on Blast, part of the On Blast Podcast Network, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you like it, then subscribe and tell your friends. Holla.